Welcome to the Moms on the Level podcast, brought to you by Next Level Moms, real, authentic, honest conversations about being a mom and more. And here's your host, Faye Morgan. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Oh, I'm so excited to have back with us our amazing friend, Janie Pitts, and our very own Amy Ellis. I'm excited about the title of this episode, which is called Moms, What Does the Lord Require of You? Wow, it sounds intense, but I know it's going to be so good. Um, We've kind of had a preview because we did a little study, six weeks of digging into Janie's amazing book, Deeply Defined. And so I just want to bring in Amy. Amy is on our leadership team and she plays so many roles. We just adore her. And so Amy, welcome back. I'm so glad to see you again, girl. Hey, Faye. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and I'm excited to have our friend Janie with us. Um, she is just an amazing lady. I'm going to, I'm going to introduce her to everyone again, just in case you haven't heard who she is. Janie Pitts. I'm going to read this just to make sure that I get all this good information, but she is just wonderful. I have had such a blessing getting to know her. Um, she's an author. She's a speaker. Um, she has a vivacious spirit and calling to serve the Lord. She encourages and inspires women to become the person God's created them to be in their families, in their relationships, and even just in their lives. Janie passionately shares profound biblical truths using her knowledge of first century biblical culture, as well as translating the original Greek and Hebrew languages and puts it all into uh, modern day relevance so we can understand it. She's deep and authentic. Janie desires, her desire is for everyone to reach their full potential in Christ. She has a master's degree from Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary and has spoken at various retreats and events. She loves serving with her husband on the staff of the New Work Fellowship, where she is the missions mobilizer. Janie has been married to her husband, Corey, since 1996, and they have two children together. Welcome, Janie. We're so excited you're here with us today. Thanks, Amy. I'm excited to be here with you and Faye. We are going to have such a good time. Oh, I can't, I can't agree more with that. Um, I'm especially thrilled because um, this particular um, session, this particular episode was inspired by a section in your book, Deeply Defined. And as I mentioned earlier, we just finished a six week study in depth on Thursday nights with Janie um, really pouring into us. And we were just so blessed. And As we were going through the study, um, I think it was session five. um, It was the chapter where you talk about the the title of the chapter is wisdom in humility. And you talk about the verse Micah 6, 8. And that verse, how it demonstrates that wisdom and humility walk hand in hand. It was so profound to see. I never really heard it put that way that. With wisdom, there's humility. With humility, there's wisdom. And oh my goodness, the way you just taught that to us was so important. And I love that you use Micah 6, 8, because that is our ministry verse. Um, Amy, will you read the verse in the NIV, and then I'll read it in the um, message. Absolutely. Micah 6, 8. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Uh, This verse is, like I said, it is our ministry verse. It is important to us. When I first 
when we were first starting out and we were trying to, I knew I wanted a verse. And so when I had Anna, who obviously, um, she's our executive director and um, Heather Scott, who is our communications guru specialist, go to when I need to figure out something in the communications area. And we were talking about how, what our mission statement was going to be. I knew I wanted to have a Bible verse and I was in church and I heard our pastor's wife was talking about a missions trip that she had been on and she used this verse. And when she said it, I just knew, and I really love it in the message. So let me tell you, this is what it says, but he's already made it plain how to live what to do, what God is looking for in men and women. It's quite simple. Do what is fair and just to your neighbor. Be compassionate and loyal in your love. And don't take yourself too seriously. Take God seriously. I love that. So let's dig in. And Janie, can you first give us a quick overview of how wisdom and humility go hand in hand? Yes. Okay. So we see in the Bible, we see examples, right? Before we get into some scripture, we see examples about how wisdom and humility um, are, they are hand in hand. First of all, um, Solomon, for instance, wisest man on earth, right? Um, He was wise until his wives. And I got him in trouble, right? So he was wise (laughs) until his wives. Um, But then, you know, Moses was really, really humble until he rocked it in a bad way, right? And he struck the rock and then he wasn't able um, to go into the promised land because he, the Lord said, hey, I need you to speak to the rock. And we don't know if that was cockiness or he was tired or lazy. I mean, there's no telling, but whatever it was, the Lord was like, I'm sorry that that that's it. So again, that wisdom and and, and humility goes together. And um, Adam and Eve, you know, they were so hungry. They walked over to the wisdom tree because they wanted to be, um, you know, a, as knowledgeable. So it's it's just, um, you know, knowing good and evil. Um, so we see examples that wisdom and humility go together. Um, there's some verses that. I just want to quickly hit the first one is Proverbs 15, 33, and it says wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord and humility comes before honor. Um, And so there we see things that are super important that go along with wisdom and humility. And we see that fear of the Lord in there. And so all of those things kind of go together. Um, And then also Proverbs 11, verse two it completely equates humility and wisdom together. When pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. And so we see again and again, um, if you're going to live a wise life, that means that you're going to live a humble life. And if you are living a humble life, it's because you are living in wisdom. So those two things very, very much um, are equal and, and go together. Wow. <laughs> that is so good. That is so good. I I already feel like any of our listeners, you may want to listen to this two or three times in order to grasp all that's going on in, in, in this um, verses, in this overview that Janie's giving us. So let's hone in on the one verse on Micah 6.8. As you state in your book, there's so much in this, so verse, much. right? So, so much. So, um, there's like three kind of points um, 
that you kind of make. And the first one is, oh, mortal. And then you talk about good, right? Yeah. And then you talk about require. So mm. I'm just going to turn it to you. And just kind of with that, I just know that you'll give us some good insight. Okay. Okay. And even since I have written the book, just looking at this, other things have popped out to me. So is it okay if I add some other things in there besides those three? Is yes, that okay? please do. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, I just went, when I wrote the book, I just totally skipped over. He has shown you, right? I mean, you think that's no big deal. Actually it is. It's a big deal. Every word in scripture is there for a reason and it's a big deal. Um, yeah. and, and when I looked at that, um, the Hebrew here is uh, Nagad, which is just super fun to say <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Nagad. Um, but it means um, to announce, proclaim, declare, or I love this one. Are you ready? To be conspicuous. So when it says what he has shown you, he's like, guys, this is, this is obvious. Okay. This is obvious. I've shown this to you. Um, and then, so it's right there. What has he shown you? And then of course, oh, oh, mortal, I think we can personalize that with this verse, you know, even in your Bible, I think you could circle oh, mortal underline or something and just write your name above it because it's to us. So he has made conspicuous to me, whatever he's about to say. So I would think that that's really important and something that I need to hone in on and study and know it in my heart, frontward, backward, sideways, and upside down. Right. Um, so he has shown you make conspicuous, oh mortal, that's me. And also I love that it's mortal, oh, oh mortal because he is God and we are not. And that's a really gentle way of saying, um, I know better than you, you know? So I have shown you, you're the mortal, I'm the God, you know, insert your name because he's a personal God. Um, what is, what is good? And of course this is just, um, pleasant. This is this, if you want to have a pleasant life, I have made so conspicuous, oh mortal, Janie, what is going to make your life pleasant? If you live this way, this is how you do it. And so I love that. And to me, that takes this on such a personal level. I mean, it takes it from, you know, way up here to just a really cool thing to into my heart. And okay, this one, this is legit. This is not that any scripture isn't, but, you know, it's something that I need to totally personalize this. This is not a list of the begats, right? This is something that's close. Um, He has shown you immortal what is good. And then, of course, it is required. This is not an option. If we have accepted Jesus to be our Lord and Savior, this is how we are expected to live. This is if if he has made it conspicuous, he is God, we are not. And if we want to live a pleasant life, this is what he's going to require of us for that, for that to happen. Not that we have to earn salvation. We don't. Not that we have to earn grace. We don't. But this is this is kind of holding our end of the bargain up. Um, and the first thing is to to act justly. Um, and we usually just jump to the justly part, right? But if we really go into the act um, in Hebrew, that is, I love this because it's a double meaning, you know, Hebrew words, there's faith. How many Hebrew words are there in the Bible? There are 8,000 Hebrew words in the Bible. <laughs> yes. 
There are 8,000. And so that means, and there are over 100,000 English words that we use today. So that means that every Hebrew word is going to have like eight or 10, some of them have 20 different meanings. Uh, and so that that takes things, it makes them deeper in the Bible because it means more than just one thing of our of our English word, which I love. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful language. Um, but that act means to make or produce or observe. And I love because to produce means it comes from us. To observe means we watch it from others, right? So it's it's both. It's personal and it's how we should act. So so what are we supposed to produce? And also what are we supposed to observe in others? Um, it's to act justly. And justly, I mean, we all know what that is. I mean, right? Like um Amy, if you were going to describe, you know, something that justice or justly, what what would you say? Um I would say, you know, getting what you deserve, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's what is right. What is fair. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say fair, but I was thinking, you know, I want to say life isn't fair. It, things aren't fair. I mean, with Christ, things are not fair. We do not get what we deserve, but God calls us to act that way. That's right. And the mercy comes in later on, right? right? That's right. (laughs) The mercy is, but yeah, so we're supposed to produce a fairness. We're supposed to live as fairly as we can. Now we are mortal, right? We're not going to be perfect. We're going to falter, but this is how we should strive to live if we want to have that pleasant life, right? Um, so we're supposed to produce things that are morally right or fair, but then also to observe, you know, to observe, if you observe a Sabbath, it means you take part in it. So we are supposed to take part in observing that justice, doing what is fair to other people. And so, of course, you know, um, to have a pleasant life and even though we're mortal, we're not perfect, we're, we're going to do the best that we can. What is good? You know, what, what does he expect of us? Well, he expects, he expects us to live morally or fair and then also to extend that to others. And I think that that's huge, that it's more than just one thing. It's, it's both. Um, and then the next one is to love mercy. Do y'all want to add anything about act justly? I feel like I'm talking a ton. That is good. This is so good. I'm just soaking it in. Okay. <laughs> well, y'all comment because y'all are wise women. So y'all jump uh, well, in anytime. I, I got to tell you, you know, act justly, it's just, it sounds hard, right? Mm-hmm. I think because it is. You it know, is hard. it's just like some things, you know, because um, like Amy alluded to the fact that you know, life's just not fair, you know, yeah. it's not fair. It's not, it's just, so yeah, act justly. It's w- already what he's requiring of us. It's not easy. <laughs> right. Well, and right. With kids, with kids, I would even say it's even harder to make life fair for all your kids. You say to your kids, sorry, life isn't fair. I'm not going to make this fair for you all, but he asks us to act justly, which you know, is a challenge, but I think it's also a choice. I think it's a choice to choose to, to be this way. And you know what, once you make the choice, the choice is made, like you do it. Um, So I think it's not as hard as we think it is. Yeah. And it's good that God is a personal God who fills us with his Holy Spirit, because I don't think we could act justly on our own. 
exactly. you know, without his yeah. spirit in us. I mean, woo. So, but yeah, so that's the act justly part. Um, and I mean, already this verse, I'm so glad it's y'all's theme verse because it already, I mean, we could stop right there and be like, this is amazing. Right. But it just gets more amazing. Um, So it says act justly. And then it says love mercy. And a lot of times I think we read that as love is like an an adjective or a verb. Like it's either a descriptor of mercy or like it's a verb and we're supposed to act that way. It actually is a noun. So there's two nouns, person, place or thing. That's a thing. Love is a thing. And so, you know, what does it require of you? That thing called love. Right. Uh, oh, there's a crazy little thing called love. I just did a song. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and it's, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the the makeup brand, Ahava. I use it. I love it. It's the best. Um, no sponsorship, just free, free pump for them right now. But it's phenomenal. It's out of Israel. And, it, and it's the word, it's the Hebrew word for love. Ava. Wow. And uh, yeah, but it's, it's a descriptor. And so that love um, is a noun that tells us it's a thing. It's how we should be right. But we are to love. And then mercy um, is the best Hebrew word. It's the best word in the Bible. Like other than Jesus, this, this is, this is the best word and it's hesed. And actually they have that guttural thing going on in Hebrew. And so it's hesed (laughs) and it's just fun to say hesed. It's like you're getting a loogie out, but it's super fun. (laughs) And, and we don't, it's such a big word that we don't have this word in English. It, it, it is mercy. It is loving kindness. It is goodness. Um, it is a withholding. It is undeserved. All of those are in that word hesed. And it's such a, it's such a holy word that really only God can truly fully be right. But we're to reflect his glory and be as much of him, you know, let the Holy Spirit flow through us. And so when we are to love mercy, we are to love being right, loving kindness to others that um, we are to, and, and this is talk about being hard. Are you ready? We are to love withholding what others deserve take that one, oh mortal. I mean, that's like, yep, definitely immortal there. Cause that one, that one's hard, right? Amy, what are you thinking there? I can see your, your brain going. I'm just processing. Cause this is it. You're taking it so much deeper than if I just read the scripture, what it, what it means. I love that you do this because I want to know what the words mean. I want to know my husband's a, a scholar as well. And so he loves to, he, he sits in church with his app on his phone that tells him the Hebrew meaning of all the verses yes. and the words in the Bible. And he's like, Hey, look what this means. So I'm fascinated by this. And I'm fascinated that God's word is not just skin deep. God's right. word is so um, rich. And if I just read the Bible for what it is, I would get so much. But if I do what, what it is that we're looking at today and we're seeing, you know, just in this one verse, how, how rich God's word is, it just, it makes me love him even more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, what I love is um, how you were saying like kindness, right? Um, But I want to go back to that word good, where it says something pleasant and agreeable, you know, where it's, I I don't know how to say the Hebrew word, but it's T-O-W-B. Yeah. Right. And so, um, and that right there 
is the essence of, yes, we have our equipping circle. That's what we call our different ministries. We have our equipping circle. We have our um, blog. We have the podcast. We have, we launched a single mom circle, right? We have um, mom circle, which is for moms of kids 10 and under. But my favorite, and Amy knows what I'm going to say is our goodness circle, right? Mm -hmm. Because it encompasses that goodness and it encompasses that love mercy where we just love to give stuff like whether it's for single moms that are so um i i actually think they're so deserving they're heroes right they're heroes what they do is heroic um and just maybe a family who's in need or just kids who have never had an easter basket like that to join together with moms and learn the word is amazing, but to actually then put it all into action and show his goodness and love mercy. That's my thing. That's my thing right there. You know, I love that. I love that. Yeah. I mean, in all of it, even the act justly goes with that too, right? I mean, it all just encompasses together. This is like a power verse, you know, there's like power lifters. This is a a power verse of of how to live um and i love it because really it, it it encompasses the greatest commandment right matthew 22 they asked jesus hey what's the greatest commandment and he says love god love others and that's really what what this is doing right um and we're not doing it on our own we're doing it i mean this is old testament we live new testament right jesus has come and is alive today we do it with the holy spirit working in and through our lives. And, and, um, you know, I, I love that we would be nothing without him. So we've got, you know, um, act justly love mercy and then, okay, this is fun. Are you ready? And then it says in English, it says walk humbly with our God in Hebrew. It doesn't say that in Hebrew, it says, um, walk, or it says, and walk humbly. It says, wait, it's it's reversed somehow. I should have written it down, and I didn't. Um, but it's walk humbly with, and and that's what it is. We read it as walk humbly, period. But it's walk humbly with, and you see the difference. You can walk humbly by yourself, which probably won't go real well, right? Or we can walk humbly with God's power, God's spirit. Um, God's love in us, God's mercy in us, God's grace in us, all of that. And so that with is in, incorporated in that Hebraic word, walk humbly with, which I think is super cool. And we lose that in English. Um, of course, humbly is, you know, uh, submissively. It comes from um, Hebrew words are, a lot of them are action oriented. It's a really, really old language. It's, a, it's called a picture language. Um, and so a lot of times it, it is a descriptor of something that you do. And humbly is to, is to gently push something down, not be pushed down. That's not it, but to gently push something down to humbly place something on something. Um, and you know, that Proverbs 15, um, 33, let me get there really quick. Um, 15, 33 says wisdom's instruction is for the Lord. Humility comes before 
honor. So here, humility can be equated with wisdom, but it also, um, it comes before honor because you're submitting yourself and you're not honoring yourself. You're honoring the Lord. You are, you are lovingly pushing your will down and saying, my will does not matter. What matters is the Lord's will in my life. So to humbly walk with rather than walk humbly with your God, right? It's um, humbly walk with. That means that we are um, proceeding. That walk is proceeding and going with the Lord. So we aren't we aren't pushing ourselves down because we think we're not worthy and we're horrible people and you know negative thoughts and things like that. That is not what humility is. Humility is knowing your value. It is knowing who you are in Christ, your gifts, your talents, your abilities, and 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 pushing it down so that the Lord can be above and around and through all of that. And that you are walking beside him. I mean, how many times, you know, you don't want to be, you hear people say you don't want to be in front of the Lord or behind the Lord. You want to be right with him in his will. And, mm-hmm. and that's what this is talking about. Um, humbly walk with the Lord. And, and it's, you know, it's in, in conjunction with, and I, I just love that picture. That is yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And you know, I don't know why this is coming to my mind. And I don't know if it's um relatable, but it, it's as you're talking, um, recently, a few months ago, the Lord gave me the verse, it is it is to your glory to overlook the offense. Now, if you have children, <laughs> man, you do that a lot, or there's gonna be some fights going on every single day, right? So it is to your glory to overlook the offense. And I cannot tell you, to me, to overlook the offense, I kind of have to humble myself. I have to kind of go, and I'm not looking to have the glory. I'm just looking to follow the directive that the Lord clearly gave me. And he just, you know, I must have read that scripture a million times, but this one particular day, and I, I cannot tell you, I have a, tried to apply it. I'm not 100% perfect all the time, but more often than not, I do do it. And um, yeah, there have been some situations where, yeah, he has brought quote unquote glory to me, not like how his glory, but I think, and I don't know the Hebrew word in there, <laughs> but what I do know is, is that he's made me look good. I'll just say it that way, you know, and I give him the honor and glory because he told me, do this, do this. And it is humbling to Mm -hmm. overlook an offense. In my opinion, I could be wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and the word glory is it, um, it gets its um, origins from battle armaments, which Mm -hmm. is super cool. It means heavy or weighty. And so it's to give weight to. So, you know, it, it's um, to your glory to look an offense. It gives weight to who you are in Christ to overlook an offense. So that's that's what that is, which is pretty cool. I love the end of that verse that we were looking at how it just says and to walk. We say and to walk humbly with our with your God. But if it's to humbly walk with it, it kind of, you know, we think of it as an action. OK, I have to walk humbly with God. And it's, it's different. It's not that it's, it's to, 
set yourself in the mindset to be humble and then to walk with, I'm going to be together with God. It's, it's, I don't, I like how you said that. I don't ever have to think that I'm doing this on my own because I'm not, I'm humbling myself, but then I'm with, I'm, I'm going to always be with, and whether I'm walking, whether I'm loving, whether, whether I'm mercy, I'm having mercy, whether I'm acting justly, I am doing all of those things with, um, and I think that's cool to apply it to all of those because it, then it, it almost is like, it takes the pressure off of me. You know, it, it takes it out of my hands. And if I'm humbling myself before the Lord and I'm putting him, him above me in, in a sense of, um, you know, allowing his power and his spirit and his love, his mercy, his just to, justice to walk, to be through me, then I'm just walking with him. And all of these things are, are coming out of me because of who I'm associating with, who I'm putting in my presence or who I'm being with. So that's so cool. Makes it so much easier. It makes it doable. Right. Cause it's not us. It's, it's not God us. in more us. Pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. Life. The- I say it all the time. Life isn't our life, my life. Um, our lives aren't about us. It's about God in us. And, yes. Yeah. I love that. And I love how um, in the book, you also tell us that like the first two act justly and love mercy deal with how we interact with our fellow man. But that third one that we've been talking about walk humbly with God, with your God, it's how we interact with the Lord. And I I love that. And wow, this has been so rich. This has been so good. This has been so next level. Um, But, um, you know, we're going to come to a close here. But every time we close, I just want to thank you, Janie, because so good, so good, so good. Um, But I want to ask you, it's what I ask traditionally, we ask our guests, what has God done lately to bring you to the next level? Okay, so I'm going to tell you what I read in my quiet time today. And when I start, you're going to be like, where is she going with this? Um, I was in the last two chapters of numbers today, numbers 35 and 36. Okay. And so automatically you're like, what is about to come out of her mouth? Okay. Well, it gets better um, because it was talking about the cities of refuge. Um, The Israelites were about to go into the promised land and uh, God tells them, okay, I want you to have 48 cities of refuge. And he gets real specific, you know, the bigger tribes have more, the smaller tribes have less, you know, uh, the Transjordanian tribes, they've got to have six, you know, I mean, he gets real into it. Um, and if you're not familiar with what um, what a city of refuge is, it's if somebody um, murdered someone like on purpose, then you could run to a city of refuge and you would be, you know, tried there and things like that. But let's say you accidentally killed someone like you were um, cleaning rocks or something and a rock goes and, you know, it's a big boulder and it falls on somebody and it kills them. Well, you didn't mean to do that. You didn't even know that person, right? You still, because in Old Testament times, the only thing, it was life for life, right? Blood for blood. Mm -hmm. And so there was um, an avenger, right? A family avenger that would go and kill because they would take your life because you took someone else's life. And so the Lord gave, um, gave this grace, this mercy to where if you accidentally killed someone, you'd go to city refuge. Well, you had to stay there um, until either you were acquitted or until the priest, the high priest 
died because it's life for life. Well, I was like, wait a minute, Jesus is our high priest. And so I flipped over and there's all these verses in Hebrews, right? Where it talks about Jesus is our high priest. He died for our sins. And so even though, you know, we see, we see Jesus in that numbers, um, and, you know, because we sin brings death, right? But but Jesus died so that we couldn't have to. So that was my next level moment this morning was just kind of, yeah, man, that's, he died for me. And that's awesome. That never gets old to realize that. Yeah. That's what he did, right? It's something, it's something amazing for that to never get old that, um, you know, we sit in church and we just hear the gospel presented and it just, you know, sometimes you just listen to it and other times it's it just like, it brings you to tears, right? It just yeah. brings you to tears. Well, oh, you guys, this has been awesome. Thank you so much, Janie. And thank you to my sweet friend, Amy. I love you, girl. Um, love you too, Janie. And I just want our listeners to go today and pick up Janie's book. Listen, I don't require a lot, but I'm going to require that of our listeners. <laughs> oh, oh, well, whatever. I thought it was funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I think it's great. <laughs> thank you. I concur wholeheartedly. so go pick up the book deeply defined by Janie Pitts you can get it on Amazon Barnes and Noble books of millions target.com and when you do get it on Amazon make sure you leave a uh, review I did that this morning Um, and so um, listen don't miss a thing that next level moms is doing okay follow us on Instagram on Facebook regularly visit our website um, look up Janie at official Janie Pitts on Instagram. Um, I think she's on Facebook too. And listen, we cannot wait to have Janie back. And if you're in South Florida, I'm just going to put it out there, girls. Janie is going to come to South Florida whoop, whoop. Um, December 7th, and we're going to have a real Christmas. So um, South Florida girls, get ready to see Janie in person live. We're super excited about that. And listen, um, Until next time, keep it authentic and real and honest. Okay, girls? Thank you to our sponsors, the Social Mind Center and Basenji Adventures. Check out Social Mind Center on their website, socialmindcenter.com, and the Basenji Adventures YouTube channel for lots of cute dog videos. Join us next time as we spend time together to connect, equip, and inspire each other.